Welcome back, creeps. I'm Morgan. I'm B, and this is the Creepy Collective. We are so happy that you're here with us. Yes. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! We are <laughs> halfway through Halloween now, right? Yeah. And I am the most excited. Um, I think we should talk about our Halloween plans. What are we doing for Halloween, Morgan? Oh, that's a great question. Okay, so on Sunday, we're going to a um, a haunted scavenger hunt in downtown Guthrie. <laughs> it's like a, like a charity event for Ryan's Barbershop out there, and I'm extremely excited for that. It starts at like 2 p.m., and it's $5 to get your whole family in. Um, so we're going to do that, and I love having spooky fun for a good cause I think that might be my favorite thing (laughs) (laughs) um there's another Halloween event on Saturday B but I cannot remember what it was I will get back to you on that okay but we have to figure it out and we have to go and then we're going trick-or-treating in our new neighborhood on Halloween (laughs) I'm so excited (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be so good and Morgan what are you dressing up as we have to tell the people Yes. So Scarlett and I, are you joining us in this, B? Am I going to be what you're being or am I going to be what I was being? Uh, you can be whatever you want to be, but I think that if we were all three radium girls, that would be really cute. Mm, I think so, too. I'm going to have to get a dress, though. Me, too. <laughs> and I'm already going to be in my other costume and I'm going to have a wig on. So my hair <laughs> will not be done. So this this may be a problem. We may be radium girls and Velma. <laughs> Because I'm going to have to go, like, from <laughs> from work to your house. That's so funny. I didn't even think about that. Radium Girls maybe, and Velma. Maybe we do the the group costume Sunday in Guthrie. And then Monday, I might just be lazy and be work Morgan for Halloween and just get Scarlet dressed up. If you don't dress up for Halloween at work... <laughs> You have to do something. You are the office spooky queen. You're right. I know. But I get so lazy sometimes. Okay. It's... This weekend, we're finding you a work costume, and I'm going to help you. It's been okay. settled. Officially. Deal. I. What kind of best friend would I be if I let you not dress up for Halloween? Listen, I, I have had, like, maybe five bummy days at work the entire time I've been there. But this week, which is like the week leading up to Halloween, when I feel like I should be the spookiest, I've been like, it's cold and I'm in (laughs) leggings and a hoodie. And I'm like, I'm not my spooky self. (laughs) You're always your spooky self. It is. It is not about what you wear. It's about who you are. That's very true. (laughs) You are. You're always spooky. But you've had a long week. You deserve to be comfy. But Monday, I will not allow you to be comfy. I will not rest if you're not dressed in Halloween (laughs) Yes, ma'am. I got you. That's what I thought. So (laughs) we are really enjoying Halloween and I kind of wish that it was Halloween every week, but also um, bi-weekly uploads are cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is um, a lot of work, (laughs) (laughs) but we love it. And I mean, we talk about spooky things together every day anyway. So why not just record it and make it a podcast and bring all you creepy people in here with us? All right, Morgan, I have a kind of spooky question for you. All right, bring it. 
Do you look forward to Friday the 13th or do you dread it? I know that we talked yesterday about how you're not very superstitious. So does that carry into Friday the 13th? Do you think that it's a bad day? What are your thoughts? I, I think it's a super chill day. I, I definitely don't think it's like bad luck or anything like that. You know, I actually look forward to Friday Me the 13th too. because they have the, the flash tattoos. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will always go get a flash tattoo for Friday the 13th. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We have to do that next time. I feel, I think there's one in January. Okay. Well, so that's going to happen. Have to. have to do it. All right. Yeah. Um, do you have any Friday the 13th tattoos? Um, I have one on my back, but we don't talk about it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I have one, but I also don't like to talk about it because... <laughs> And that's on trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so, why we do this. Yeah. We have to get them now so that we can like our Friday the 13th tattoos. Oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. So now that we have had a fun little introduction, I am going to do what I do and bring it all the way down. Um, <laughs> Thank me. I can't wait. You know, that's what I'm here for. So we are going to be talking about the man that killed Halloween. And before I get into this, I do just want to kind of give a general trigger warning. This case does involve children. Um, It is just really messed up. So if that is not something that you are interested in listening to, we will catch you tomorrow. And I absolutely understand that true crime is not for everyone, but I did want to just share this Halloween case. So we are going to be talking about Ronald Clark O'Brien. Ronald Clark O'Brien was from Pasadena, Texas. And on October 31st, 1974, Ronald Clark O'Brien took his eight-year-old son, Timothy, and his daughter, Elizabeth, trick-or-treating in Pasadena, Texas. They went trick-or-treating with one of their neighbors and his two kids. So it was Ronald and then the neighbor and four kids total. So while they were trick-or-treating, they went to this house and it was pretty obvious that nobody was there. So the kids ran off and just left Ronald behind. You know, they were like, we don't have time for this. We're not going to wait. We're going to go to the houses where we know people are and go get our candy. They left Ronald behind. And when he caught up with the rest of the group, he had five large pixie sticks. And he told the owner or he told the kids that the owner of the house had come out and given them to him for him to give to the kids. And these are like the big, like two foot long pixie sticks. Oh, those those used to be my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. So already kind of an odd Halloween candy. Um, That's not usually something that people are handing out. The small ones, yeah, but not the giant. Like, I think I read that it was 21 inches. So (laughs) an almost two foot pixie stick. Um, But I mean, you know, maybe some people give out full size candy bars. Maybe some people give out. Two foot pixie sticks. Who am I to say? Maybe. So <clears throat> he told the kids not to worry about carrying them because they wouldn't fit in the trick or treat bags. And so he said that he would just hold on to them. So as they were trick or treating, it started raining and they had to cut it short. But when they were in the car, Ronald gave all of the kids, including the neighbor kids, a pixie stick. So when they got home, they still had one extra pixie stick because they had five originally, right? And there were four kids. 
And there was a kid from Ronald's church that was trick-or-treating in his neighborhood. So he ended up giving it to him. And Ronald actually knew this kid and his family really well because he was a deacon at their local church. Wow. Yeah. Great job, Ronald. And he also ran a local bus program um, while he still worked at his job at Texas State Optical. So he was a busy man and um, a pretty terrible man. Yeah. So the kids are at home. It's the end of the night. They're going through all their candy, you know, sitting there sorting through what they do and don't want. And their mom tells them that they can each have one piece of candy before bed. So just standard Halloween activities, right? Um, That was always kind of my favorite part was going through the candy with my mom. And I know that it was her favorite part because she got all of the stuff. She would inspect the candy and be like oh no I, I don't think you can have this one and she would take like the milk duds or something good and I'm like mom <sighs> poison control baby it's okay isn't it Parent crazy tax. that that was not a thing until yeah. this case this case is that's why he's called the man that killed Halloween because I mean before this people weren't concerned about their kids being drugged on Halloween or poisoned you know yeah so it's crazy that that a case like this has translated into our lives and our Halloween experiences. And Mm -hmm. now everybody checks their kids Halloween candy for poison, which as we should, you know, I feel like that's not a bad thing to do. No, not at all. (laughs) Anyway, they decide um, their mom decides that they can have one piece of candy before bed. And Timothy obviously chooses the pixie stick because that's like two solid feet of just sugar. Right. And he's like, I'm going to get some bang for my buck. Giant pixie stick. So he was having some trouble opening it and Ronald opened it for him. But he had to kind of break apart the candy at the top because it was all stuck together. And pixie sticks, for anyone who's not familiar with pixie stick, it's just powder. It's like sugar that you just eat. So it should not be clumpy and weird and stuck together at the top. Um. So Timothy spits out the candy and he was like, this is so bitter. I need something to drink. And Ronald gave him some Kool-Aid to wash it down and then sent him to go brush his teeth. And just moments later, Timothy started vomiting and then that turned into convulsing. So they called an ambulance, of course. And Ronald held his son while he waited for the ambulance. But, but when they got there, it was just too late. And on the way to the hospital, Timothy died at just eight years old. Uh-uh. I know. Oh my God. Um, and I was looking at pictures and he is just the cutest little boy. He just, no. he has a sweet little baby face and it breaks my heart. So at the hospital, it was determined that Timothy had been poisoned with potassium cyanide. So Ronald and Diane immediately brought in the pixie stick for testing and the top two inches were filled with potassium cyanide. What the fuck? two inches of this pixie stick so police collected all five of the pixie sticks and upon investigation they realized that each of the sticks contained enough potassium cyanide to kill two to three grown adults what the fuck each stick had enough to kill two to three grown adults and each child had one yeah So, of course, word traveled super fast and everybody was having their kids' candy tested. Ronald claimed that he didn't remember which house he got the pixie sticks from, which is weird. Mm -hmm. So, 
the police started going door to door in Pasadena where they were trick or treating and something was really weird. And they noticed when they started going door to door, none of the houses had been giving out these giant pixie sticks and there were no other children in the neighborhood that had received those giant pixie sticks. Wow. Yeah. So only the kid that was only the kids that were trick or treating with Ronald and then the kid in Ronald's neighborhood. Um, eventually Ronald finally remembered what house it was and oh. it was a ha- right convenient. And it was a house that belonged to a man named Courtney Melvin. So Courtney was brought in for questioning and they learned that on Halloween, he was actually working as an air traffic controller at the William B. Hobby airport until 11 PM. So he wasn't even home at all. When this happened, he was working and investigators interviewed 200 of his coworkers to verify this. Wow. 200 of his coworkers. Jesus. And they all said the same thing. He was there. Um, and they searched his home for signs of forced. Nope. They also searched his home for signs of forced entry, but they didn't find anything. And the coworkers all had the same story. You know, he was there. So he was cleared as a suspect. At this point, they're just kind of at a standstill. They don't really know what to what to do at this point because the lead that they thought that they had he has a solid alibi he was at work and so they don't know what else to do but they decided to look into ronald and while they were looking into ronald they discovered some pretty bad things like the fact that ronald was over a hundred thousand dollars in debt his car was just days away from being repossessed And their house, their family home, had been foreclosed on, and he had defaulted on several of the loans. So in the past 10 years before this happened, so from 1964 to 74, Ronald had been through 21 jobs. Jesus Christ. That's like two jobs a year. I cannot even imagine. I hate starting a new job. I hate being the new guy, like... Imagine going through training 21 times in 10 Uh, years. Jeez. Uh, No, thank you. So um, his current job, like I said, he worked at Texas State Optical, and that was just hanging by a thread because he was under investigation for stealing. So it was then discovered that Ronald had actually gotten a life insurance policy worth $60,000 for each of his children. Oh, my God. And his wife, Diane, had no idea. So can you imagine being married to someone and they take out a $60,000 life insurance policy on each of your children without telling? No. No. If anyone ever... God. Life insurance, like murders, are so common. And I just... If your partner is talking to you about life insurance, maybe just be cautious, you know? Yeah, seriously. Because um, it's it's a real thing and it happens so frequently and people think that they're going to just get away with it. And you can't kill people for their life insurance money. You no. simply cannot. That is, that's illegal. So, um, but... <clears throat> Diane, like I said, had no idea about these policies. So she was obviously devastated and just shocked. I mean, her husband had just killed one of her kids and was planning to kill the other one if he hadn't gotten caught. And I can't even imagine what that feeling is like. Just losing a child in general, but then also 
in that way and because of your husband and mm-hmm. absolutely not god yeah that's heartbreaking I cannot imagine. Diane was obviously just devastated, but she did everything that she could to help the police and gave them access to everything, which is how they ended up discovering that Ronald had actually gone to a chemical supply store in Houston just a few days before Halloween, where he purchased potassium cyanide. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I just... I I will never understand how someone can do something like this. No. Anyone, but to your own children and then to your friend's children and the neighborhood kid. Like you don't get life insurance from them. So you were just going to murder them and Mm -hmm. what hope that your kids blended in. Yeah. It's just, it's a different level of fucked and I can't wrap my brain around it. Yeah. So on November 5th, 1974, Ronald was indicted on one count of capital murder and four counts of capital or and four counts of attempted murder. His trial began on May 4th, 1975, and it ended on June 5th, 1975. And the jury had only deliberated for 46 minutes before returning with a guilty verdict. Mm-hmm. He was found guilty of one count of capital murder for the murder of his son Timothy and four counts of attempted murder for all the other children. The jury then deliberated for only 71 minutes before agreeing that he be put to death. And Bye, he, motherfucker. Right? Good riddance. Um, so he was executed by lethal injection in Huntsville, Texas on March 31st, 1984. And a crowd of 300 people came together and cheered outside of the prison, some of them even yelling out, trick or treat. Oh, Wow. So that is the story of the man who killed Halloween and Ronald Clark O'Brien, wherever you are, I hope it's hot and I hope that you are rotting. I hope you're so miserable. Yeah. Wow. So that is, um, I just thought that it was really interesting that this case has kind of shaped, you know, a subconscious Halloween thing in all of our mm-hmm. minds that now we just have to check for potassium cyanide and fucking pixie sticks because somebody decided that they needed to kill their children for life insurance money. And the world is an awful place. And here is yet another reminder in case you needed one. Right. Yeah. My <clears throat> God, that's, that makes me very sad. And we are going to be meticulously checking Scarlet's candy this year. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In fact, I'll just carry around my own candy. And every time someone gives her something, I'll say, nope. And I'll take it out and I will replace it with my candy that I purchased from Costco. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> just, nope. <laughs> and then we she can needs the quality. But she'll take my candy. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You still give it to her, but then she's going to give it to me and I'm going to give her this candy. <laughs> So I hope that, um, I don't know that you all can really enjoy this episode. It's a sad episode, but I hope that you did enjoy learning about this case. And I just really hope because his daughter survived and I cannot imagine knowing that one, your dad killed your brother. Yeah. But also your dad was going to kill you. Yeah. And oh my god. I I just hope that she is doing well and that she mm-hmm. has the best day every day and that every day. And that life is everything that she wants it to be, you know, cuz mm-hmm. she deserves that. I cannot even 
I can't imagine. <laughs> I know that I keep saying that I can't imagine, but genuinely I can't because that is a different level of fucked up that my brain cannot wrap itself around. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, I'm going to be a sad boy when I am going to sleep tonight. And I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay because, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Because we are sad boys anyway. (laughs) Literally, yeah. It is sad boy week. Oh my god. But it's also spooky week. And 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 it's so exciting. We're going to get the best news this week. I just know it. (laughs) And it's going to be a good week. So I hope that you all are enjoying Halloween. And we will... I'm going to say we'll see you again every time. You will hear us again tomorrow see you tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) and until then stay spooky goodbye bye